Evening prayer starts on page 22. Tonight we'll be doing Psalm 33 on page 378. The Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for it becometh well the just to be thankful. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing praises unto him with the lute and instrument of ten strings. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing praises lustily unto him with a good courage. For the word of the Lord is true, and all his works are faithful. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together, as it were upon an heap, and layeth up the deep as in a treasure house. Let all the earth fear the Lord, stand in awe of him, all ye that dwell in the world. For he spake, and it was done, he commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught, and maketh the devices of the people to be of none effect, and casteth out the counsels of princes. The counsel of the Lord shall endure forever, and the thoughts of his heart from generation to generation. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord Jehovah, and blessed are the folk that he hath chosen to him to be his inheritance. The Lord looketh down from heaven, and beholdeth all the children of men. From the habitation of his dwelling, he considereth all them that dwell on the earth. He fashioneth all the hearts of them, and understandeth all their works. There is no king that can be saved by the multitude of an host. 
neither is any mighty man delivered by much strength. A horse is counted but a vain thing to save a man, neither shall he deliver any man by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, and upon them that put their trust in his mercy. To deliver their soul from death, and to feed them in the time of dearth. Our soul hath patiently tarried for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have hoped in his holy name. Let thy merciful kindness, O Lord, be upon us, like as we do put our trust in thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the fourteenth chapter of Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Son of man, when a land sins against me by persisting, by persistent unfaithfulness, I will stretch out my hand against it. I will cut off its supply of bread, send famine on it, and cut off man and beast from it. Even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they would deliver only themselves by their righteousness, says the Lord. If I cause wild beasts to pass through the land, and they empty it, and make it so desolate that no man may pass through because of the beast, even though these three men were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver the, neither son nor daughters, only they would be delivered, and the land would be desolate. Or if I bring a sword on that land, and say, Sword, go through the land, and cut off man and beast from it, even though these three men were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver neither son nor daughters, but only they themselves would be delivered. Or if I send a pestilence into the land and poured out my fury on it in blood and cut it off from man and beast, even though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver neither son nor daughter. They would deliver only themselves by their righteousness. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 15th verse of the 4th chapter of St. John. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. 
The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you are now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and the Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desire all good counsels and all just works do proceed give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments and also that by thee we being defended from the fear of our enemies may pass our time and rest in quietness through the merits of jesus christ our savior amen lighten our darkness we beseech thee o lord and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone.
probably by the background, you can tell I'm coming to you from the uh, office of Bishop Scarlett. I had a meeting down here and decided to to do evening prayer from here instead of brave the freeway and try to get back. So um, maybe we can uh, uh, channel some of his uh, brilliance about the scriptures too, but uh, not sure about that, but we'll give it a shot. So we're looking at Ezekiel and St. John today. And Ezekiel, we've seen this um, series of prophecies against Israel and against, um, and soon to be in this series in Ezekiel, prophecies against the, the surrounding countries. And so what we saw with, with Israel was the people's first, one of their first responses was, well, God's been saying these things, but nothing ever happens. So what we know then is from that is God said, yeah, it's gonna happen because I'm God and I'm gonna make it happen really soon. So what the people are starting to say is that because they're related to, um, to Noah and Daniel and Job, who were great intercessory, they were champions of intercessory prayer. And because they're related to them and, and descendants that they'll be, um, they don't have to worry too much about what's going to happen. So his, Ezekiel's message is very clear right from the start. Even if these three men weren't, were here, that all their prayers would do would save themselves, but it's because of their righteousness. And I think there's a couple things to think about in here. First off, um, their righteousness will save them. So we have a corporate responsibility. We're members of a church. And Israel was, the people of Israel were, were members of this country, this, this people of God. But they had individual responsibility as well. So there's always a remnant. You see when the people go into exile, when they're punished, there's, there's always a group of faithful people that are still hanging on and that God still works with. And so... One of the tensions we have is we're part of a community, but we also have an individual responsibility. And I don't know, um, maybe that's really, really simple for everybody to get, but I know I played uh, center and guard my whole career in football. I never scored a touchdown, but I got to help other people score lots of them. So my job individually was to make it possible for someone else to score a touchdown. So I had an individual job, but it also benefited the team. So um, hopefully that'll be about my last sports analogy for the day. Um, okay, but only one more. Um, back when the Arizona Cardinals were the St. Louis Cardinals years ago, they were miserable. They're probably the most miserable team in the National Football League. And so as a team, they were horrible. But they had a safety, Larry Wilson, who was all pro every year. So Larry Wilson did his very, very best every time and represented very well, but his team just couldn't do it. But Larry was was in the Hall of Fame. So it's kind of like when you think about our faith, you know, it's, it's kind of our job to get in the Hall of Fame of faith because of the way we live. And then if I do my job and Chris does his and, and Rebecca does hers and Marcia does hers, then the church is going to be fine too. But my job is to think about what I need to do and concentrate on my faith. So the judgment comes, Ezekiel says, in three forms. It comes in uh, famine wild beast and pestilence. So it will happen. And as of course we know, looking backwards, we know it did happen. So let's look at um, St. John, uh, excuse me, John 4.15. And we're, it was interesting yesterday when we were reading the first part of The Woman at the Well, and I'm reminded of uh, watching one of my favorite TV shows and wondering how it's gonna wrap up. And then that sign comes on, continued next week. So that's how I felt yesterday, because here we were right in the middle of this great uh, interaction between Jesus and the woman at the well. And, uh, you know, continued tomorrow. So I don't know what you picked up exactly from it yesterday. I know Father Kevin at, at St. Thomas did a really good message on that. So I was happy to hear that. But looking at this, the thing that we see is Jesus encounters this woman. And um, 
he's letting her know who he is. And so she's a little bit like Nicodemus. You remember in John 3 when Nicodemus came and Jesus said, you must be born again. And he said, what am I supposed to do? Climb back into my mother's womb? And he didn't get it. This is a spiritual thing, not a physical thing. And so Jesus starts talking about water. And this woman asked him, how are you going to get water? You don't even have a bucket. That was yesterday. And so he says, no, whoever drinks this water will never thirst again. And she goes, well, I want some of that water. And she's thinking physically. And when she finally figures out that Jesus is talking about her individually, she does what a lot of people do when they get vulnerable, you know, they feel vulnerable, they sidestep. And so you see this, she's sidestepping this whole idea of, I see you're a prophet. And so instead of saying, I see you're a prophet and let's talk about all the misery I have and how you could deliver me, she's, oh, where should we worship? The Jews said this mountain. And of course we Samaritans worship on this mountain. And so she does that little quick step and dodges away from anything personal about herself. And of course, Jesus answers and says, we are not gonna worship either either in the temple or on the mount. We're gonna worship in spirit and truth. I'm thinking about these things and I've noticed that when you get close to somebody and they get vulnerable, that, that uh, I think even we will sidestep at times because it's not comfortable. And when we sidestep, we miss the message of God. Here's, here's the son of God, creator of the universe, sitting in front of this woman offering her something and she wants to talk about what mountain we're going to worship on. And so she didn't necessarily care about that. And I don't think people care about that. But when you start getting close to them, you'll know they're getting close when when you're getting close to something that really matters when they start sidestepping. I know I've talked to people who um, are believers like us. And when we get close to something like what is going on in their life, they'll ask questions about, you know, do you believe the rapture is coming? When's the tribulation? What about the gift of tongues? <clears throat> you know, they sidestep and they don't want to talk about themselves. And uh, non-believers will often ask, would you really believe in the virgin birth? You think there was really a flood? You know, a lot of the religions have floods, so isn't Christianity just copying? All this sidestepping going on when when they're standing in the presence of someone who can 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 introduce them to the king and, king and creator of the universe. So I thought about, well, that's not a good thing for them. And it's important for us, I think, to know that. So when we speak to people, we can recognize their sidestep. And like Jesus, we can um, kind of step with them and, and keep it about them personally. But then I also thought that in my own life, there's times when God's coming to me with a message and I want to sidestep it too. So I think it's twofold. Is one, be aware that people sidestep and don't let that stop your message. And then the other one is when God's speaking to you, catch yourself sidestepping. And um, I think the prescription of that is just stop it. Don't sidestep. Let God come into your heart and make the change that needs to be made. So um, Jesus said that at the end, he said, um, she says, I know the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he'll tell us all things. So in other words, leave me alone. I don't need you anymore. I'm sidestepping again. And Jesus does something here, he answers in a way, we've already seen John the Baptist do a witness towards who Jesus is. We've seen the Holy Spirit witness to him and the Father Father himself said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. So we've seen these three witnesses and Jesus witnesses to himself. He said, I who speak to you am he. And so there's the, the, the whole message in a nutshell. And so for us, we're allowed to come into the presence of God, into the presence of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And so, um, I, I think the message is pretty clear that we just need to let him speak to us and give him the opportunity to, to speak to us. Let's, let's continue with the uh, intercession on page 590. And tonight we'll take a few minutes before, a few moments before we start and um, we'll make our private intercessions. 
I know there's a number of people who are sick and struggling and, and that we're all dealing with that and, and this would be the time to bring that up in prayer. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the thanksgiving just below that. To our prayers, O Lord, we join our unfeigned thanks for all thy mercies, for our being, our reason, and all other endowments and faculties of soul and body, for our health, friends, food and raiment, and all other comforts and convenience of life. Above all, we adore thy mercy in sending thy only Son into the world to redeem us from sin and eternal death, and in giving us the knowledge and sense of our duty towards thee. We bless thee for thy patience with us, notwithstanding our many and great provocations, for all the directions, assistances, and comforts of thy Holy Spirit, for thy continual care and watchful providence over us through the whole course of our lives, and particularly for the mercies and benefits of the past day, beseeching thee to continue these thy blessings to us and to give us grace, to show our thankfulness and sincere obedience to his laws, through whose merits and intercession we receive them all. Thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Good night. Thank you. Elizabeth and and Marcia. Yes. I have to ask John what we do because I don't want to like extend the recording too far for Brett. So we might have to adjourn right now and then I'll figure out how we're going to continue to do this. Okay. That that okay. sounds but Fair by enough. the way, I wanted to, that was great. Your meditation was great. Well, thank you so much. And I want to tell you, on my head, one day you said, I, I wanted to tell you this, but I haven't, is you said, step aside. I don't remember mm -hmm. what, you said, step aside and let Jesus do what he needs to do. And when mm -hmm. I was stuck in London with COVID and I was having um, a bit of anxiety, <laughs> I kept saying, step aside. <laughs> so I wanted to thank you because you gave me, it gave me a lot of peace. Thank you very much. That gives me, that makes my heart feel, feel good too. Yeah.
Yeah. Anyway, we'll figure it out and we'll just keep right. praying. The three of us can pray no matter what. Absolutely. But I yeah. love praying with you. I do too. I love hey, You this. know what? As long as okay. we're doing this and we're already recording, let's just do it. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to go to page 597 for those we love. And I'm going to stop it so we can name them. But Almighty God, we entrust all who are dear to us, including Mike and Matt, Liddy and Trey. Sophie and Alex, Ryan, Evan and Jack, and Richard. Megan and Grant, Carter, Caroline, Nick, Natalie, Wynn, Augie, and Brady. To thy never-failing care and love for this life and the life to come, knowing that thou art doing for them better things than we can desire or pray for through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm going to the children prayer. Oh, I thought. There it is on page 43. O Lord Jesus Christ, who dost embrace children with the arms of thy mercy and dost make them living members of thy church, give them grace, we pray thee, to stand fast in thy faith to obey thy word and to abide in thy love, that being made strong by thy Holy Spirit, they may resist temptation and overcome evil, and may rejoice in the life that now is, and dwell with thee in the life that is to come. Through thy merits, O merciful Savior, who with the Father and the Holy Ghost livest and reignest, one God, world without end. Amen. And over on page 50, 